funny group of guys, a bunch of dudes hanging it's out, Joe. playing pretend. Oh, super sassy. Hi there, it's your GM Alex, but not this week, because this week uh, we've got our second installation of Sweet Side Action, wherein I am not the GM, I am just a player. Matt's the GM again. I wanted to uh, thank everybody for coming back, listening to us week after week. Really means a lot. In recent news, Joe and I just made a little appearance up at Adirondack Con in Queensbury, New York uh, last weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if uh, anyone listening was up there over the weekend, but we had a lot of fun. It was a fun little trip for us, and we hope to start going to a lot more conventions in the future. So stay tuned for that. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, maybe we'll even have a booth at one of them. Who knows? Sky's the limit. We'll see. In the meantime, please enjoy Sweet Side Action number two. Dirty Soup Russians. Welcome back to some Sweet Side Action. We are Swiss Army Scorpion, and today, since we've got uh, Joe being lame, we've decided to run another episode of our Sweet Side Action sub-series, wherein I DM, and, or GM if you prefer, and the other three, or whoever happens to be present, just happens to play some random characters, and we have a one-off adventure and have a little fun. Or, so the idea goes. Yay! I don't need to think today. So, anyone have any business before we start, or should we dive right in? I don't need to think today. All right. Uh, Nick and Alex, you find yourselves awakening once more to a familiar surrounding. Uh, You look up, and you see this enormous face of a wizened old elf, Mm. now that you know him as an elf, Mm. peering down at you. And as you regain consciousness, you notice another thing just like you floating nearby. And that is you, Tom. I ponder to myself another soul. I give Nick the soul equivalent of, a, of an elbow, of an elbow nudge. I re- return another, agreement. There's a soul one. style, <laughs> which I assume is just kind of uh, bob up and down. <laughs> I float a yeah. little more floaty. I do like a couple like enthusiastic like circuits around you. There's another soul. I also think it'll be nice to have a useful hand with us. <laughs> oh. So the. Uh, the voice notices you kind of moving around and regaining consciousness. And he looks at you and goes, Good, good, my children awaken. Come, my darlings, and find your host. Then I will explain to you what your goal is for today. I burst out Free Willy style. <laughs> you guys burst out of your containments and you notice uh, an elf, a goblin, and a dwarf are kind of arrayed side by side in the room. I go um, for the dwarf. No. I fight him for it. I, I pull on his little tail. I go for the elf. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fine. I take the goblin. I take the dwarf. Okay. I take the elf. Oh, how about that? So uh, how about a quick intro? What, what characters did we have here? I am playing Kegbuckle. Third Kegbuckle. I am a dwarf fighter type with my dwarven war axe. I'm an old man, 283. But not old enough to be put in a home yet. I perceive things. I've got saves. All right, all right that's enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a goblin barbarian named Major Biff Biff. Uh, he doesn't use weapons. He just prefers to bite and scratch all of his foes. He also has saves and 
certain skills <laughs> of which I will save until the big reveal of when they become relevant. Ooh, pun master. All right, new guy, how about you? I am Elsper, the elf, the friendly elf. Does he make cookies? Is he a Keebler elf? No, he is a rogue, and he wields a rapier at the ripe age of 140. Ranger Biff Biff doesn't have an age, but he's ageless. It's, it's, pro- <laughs> it's probably in the teens. That sounds about right for Major Biff Biff. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure I like goblins. Yeah, traditionally, dwarves yeah, definitely hate goblins. Well, that actually gives me a good segue, because something I forgot to mention right off the top is that for this edition of our sweet side action, we are going to be playing through the new Pathfinder 2nd Edition playtest material. Hey, Matt, what the fuck is Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Well, you know how, like, every few years Windows changes a couple of things and slaps a new number on it? It's kind of like that, but with, you know, Pathfinder. Oh, okay. We'll just end the explanation there. No. um, The Pathfinder 2nd Edition, well, since Pathfinder has been out for about 10 years now, Paizo, the company that makes it, decided that it was time for an evolution of their game. They have clearly stated time and again that, you know, all of the first edition stuff is going to continue to be supported, but they're going to shift their development focus into this new edition. So this playtest is uh, something that they put out so that the community at large could test out the new material and give them feedback so they can see what works, see what doesn't, what needs tweaking, what needs fixing, this, that, the other thing. So, uh, yeah, as we go, we'll... uh, We'll go over some of the things that, that changed and as they come up, but for now, just know that we're running the second edition playtest rules, so some things might sound a little different as they go. We'll try to explain them as they come up. Yeah. So, the wizened old elf, seeing the three of you kind of stretching and getting accustomed to your new forms, strolls down the short staircase that's, that is in his lab, and he looks at you and goes, well, now that we're settled... Your task for this evening. He reaches into a pocket in his robe, pulls out a large gemstone, and hands it to Elsper. What is this? That is an exact replica of a stone known as the Star of Desna. It has come to my attention that the original star has been stolen from its owner, a one Kaleri Devrin, an aristocrat in Magnamar. The thieves are a tribe of goblins that is led by a particularly vicious hobgoblin and Kaleri knows it. She is gathering allies to retrieve the star as we speak, so I am sending you to retrieve it first. I desire to study it, and Kaleri is not well-versed enough to know the difference, so I would like you to take care of the goblin problem, retrieve the star of Desna, and replace it with that replica before her champions show up. I'm sure they'll be quite confounded as to why the goblin lair has already been pilfered, but they won't question an easy completion of their task. Check yourselves and get comfortable in your new form. I'll send you along when you're ready. Just so we're clear, uh, nobody needs to kill me. Because I form I'm in as a goblin. That is to... But you're not an actual goblin. Right. That is to help you blend in and maybe infiltrate a little bit. But they're going to know you're not part of their crew. They're, they're not going to show you any mercy. Okay. This is a weird party. A dwarf... A goblin and an elf. What's weird about it? You. Well, not you, but but the goblin. Actually, goblins are a core race now, so it's actually very normal for goblins to be in the party. Just saying. Hey, we've come across our first difference. 
Yep, in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, they added goblins to the core race available to first player characters. And higher level characters, too. Once you're second level, you gotta, <laughs> cha- you gotta change your race. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm ready. Alright, let's do it. Yep. Real quick, what kind of uh, vision do each of you have? I have dark vision. So. Dark vision. I have low light. As you're getting ready to leave, the wise and old elf turns to you. So he turns to Elsper and casts a spell on some random piece of like your armor. It's like your sleeve or something. And it lights <laughs> up like a torch. It's on fire! Put it oh out! Oh my god! What is this? It's just a little something to help you see. It's going to be very dark in there, and these two don't need any help with their ability to see in the dark. <laughs> he starts, like, just playing with it. Just come off. It doesn't move. Don't play with it. You might break it. So when you're all ready, you, he has you gather around. Uh, he speaks some funny words, waves his hands about a little bit, and all of a sudden the three of you find yourselves standing in a dark sewer in front of a hallway. Perfect. I remember how to do this. Let's go. I start running off. <laughs> Mr. Kegbuckle, wait. Huh? Where are we going? Ah, uh, you know, I don't really know. Well, what what do I what do I see in front of me? You're like you you look and you can see down a hallway and you can see not too far down it opens up into a wide room. I assume I'm about here. Yeah, you ran forward a few steps. Well, I guess we should uh we should go into that room up there. Perfect. I turn around and run as fast as I can. Through the room? Not through the room. <laughs> Just in the room. So you run as fast as you can for yep. five once feet. I get, once I get in the room, I stop. I, I look around. <laughs> Five-foot sprint. <laughs> I follow Mr. Kegbuckle. Okay. I follow. What do my peepers peep? Uh, you go into the room, and it is complete. Like, the floor is just covered in garbage and sewage and just junk. All right, I'll basically play the hot lava game. <laughs> what is it? I'll give you the official description. The damp sewer passages have led to a slimy cistern that stinks of decay. On the northern edge, which is the far side of the room of this circular chamber, lies a pile of burnt bones in front of a scorched tunnel. I feel strangely at home. My my instincts tell me I should be repulsed, but nothing else really follows, so I just kind of stand there. Hmm. It's not so bad. I make sure that I'm not in any kind of wetness or anything. You see, it's important to have dry feet when you're on a quest, young ones. They'll thank me later. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll perception and I'm going to have no no qualms about like wading through garbage to get a better look at something. Okay. Ooh. Nineteen. Uh the nineteen perception, you uh you're looking around and for a little while nothing's really jumping out at you. Until but, something jumps out at me. <laughs> but as as you're watching, the the floor in the middle of the room seems to be like moving on its own. Like, you're not creating any ripples in the water or anything. You just see, like, the floor wiggling. The floor? Like, the water above the floor. Is there water right there? There is. There's, like, a little pool of, like, little pool of like standing water. There's a drain in the middle of the floor that's, like, clogged up, and there's just a pool of water there. Okay. And it seems to be moving of its own accord. Like, you haven't stepped in it, you haven't touched it, but it's rippling and wiggling of its own accord. I point out the the strange strange part of the floor that I say... Does anybody else see that? It looks like it's the floor is moving, but that's ludicrous. Yes, no, I see it too. How odd! What, what You're supposed this? to know everything, Mister Mister Kegbuckle. What, what is this? I know about proper footwear. <laughs> Said nothing about everything. I don't know. Let's see. I tap it with my war axe. 
as you approach the pool of water, the junk and sewage that seems to have collected there seem just forms itself up. Out of, out of the standing pool of water emerges just this amorphous blob of just junk and sewage and ooze. It is so roll initiative. And first bit of new stuff for for this. In general, Pathfinder the playtest has removed the word initiative as a stat on the sheet. Uh, for the most part, you're going to be rolling your perception as your initiative, unless you're actively doing something else. Like if if one of us entered the room and was like, "All right, I'm going to get in a in a in a stealthy position," your initiative would be based on your stealth score. Correct. It's based on what you were doing when combat started. Yeah. So I was trying to perceive things. Yeah. I mean, keg buckle. A nineteen. Major biff biff. Sixteen. And Elsper. Ten. So the amorphous blob is going first. Really? Yeah. Okay. It probably has a. Uh, uh, never mind. It used. It probably has a decent stealth score. It used stealth to roll and it had a plus six bonus. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Rigged. So it Pathfinder is- two sucks. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Save your money. So the ooze is going to start out by like a- as it forms up. You guys see the center of it kind of like puff out at first you think it's just like breathing almost taking in a breath but then the middle of it just erupts outward and releases just a wave of filth over all three of you i need a reflex save from everybody it's gonna be an 18 bob so 16 for me 16 for me oh very nice you all manage to kind of duck and weave and hop out of the way as the this wave of sludge just passes you by the ooze then kind of slowly wriggles its way over to Kegbuckle and you see just like just from this little blob like a little piece of it just kind of like shoots out at you to try and just hit you. <laughs> Fitz fifty cuffs you want, well to arms you shall have. Uh so that is that's a twenty three to hit. Yep. So you take five bludgeoning damage and three acid damage. Yeesh. Ah I love the taste of blood in the morning. Even my own. Okay. Uh, Keg buckle is up now. I'm going to return that favor. I give it everything I got with a one. Natural one. Ooh. Uh, All right. So, that is a miss. Right now, I was looking for this the other day, too. Right now, I believe in the playtest, a one is just a miss. It's not, like, I don't think there is a critical failure with a melee weapon attack right now. So I don't just miss, I don't drop my weapon. Isn't a critical fail if you fail by 10 or more? Yes, but like when you're attacking with a weapon, a critical failure doesn't necessarily result in something else happening. Something bad happening, you okay. just failed. Alright. Ah, let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> so the fun part now is because uh, with the second edition with the playtest, actions in combat are a little different. You don't have a move action, a standard action, and a swift action, and... Right now, you have three actions that you can use on your turn. So, mo- like, moving up to your speed is one action. An attack is one action. So I have two actions left, you say? Yep. And in the case of someone with a shield, like I believe you have, you can spend an action to raise your shield and add your shield bonus to your AC until your next turn. So I can take another attack, is what you're saying, and then raise my shield. You can. The attack is going to be at a minus five penalty. Each iterative attack is at a is at a minus five penalty each time. Worth it. No reason to not. 
Seriously. So, 15 with the minuses and everything. Yep, you hit. Beautiful. Five damage. We weren't ready for that one, were you? All right, you have one action left. Raise my shield. Okay. And double check, I think you have a heavy steel shield? No shield. I raise my bare arm and say, right here. (laughs) Give me your best shot. So, because you don't have a shield, you could try attacking a third time if you wish. Do it. Do it now. It'll be a minus ten. Whatever, fuck it. That's another one. Seven. It's a unnatural one. You should be adding plus six to your attack roll. You're right. It's an unnatural three. Okay. That is still a miss, but yeah. So Kegbuckle slashes at this guy three times with his axe and only connects once with this giant amorphous blob. Boys, make a run for it. I'll hold it off. You can't fight such a mighty thing. Look what I did against it. All right, Major Biff Biff, you're up. All right, Major Biff Biff uh, suddenly loses his composure. He, like, grabs his forehead really quick, and he's like, something's happening! I'm entering a rage! And then he just kind of goes, <laughs> Eat the garbage! And he jumps at the blob. Uh, how far away am I from it? I, w- I feel like I was, like, right next to Kegbuckle. I'd say you're you're not right next to it. Like you're, like, you're, like, ten feet away. All right. So I can make a sudden charge is what you're saying. Sure. All right. Uh, real quick, and just so everyone else knows, for the listeners too, that is going to be all three actions for your turn. Because going into a rage is altered in the playtest. It's no longer oh, it's one a, action. Yeah, it's no longer a free action. It's one action, but I think it just lasts for three rounds. Lasts for three rounds because Pathfinder Two sucks. Don't even get it, everybody. It's the worst, worst version of any game you could so possibly much for get. My idea of sending this recording to them. <laughs> I'm right? giving them positive feedback. <laughs> no. I'm giving them negative feedback. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So I enter a rage and I charge and I attempt to sink my tiny little fangs into this blob. Yes. Love the moxie kid. Uh, do, do I get a plus two for charging? With a quick sprint, you dash up to your foe and swing stride up to, to double your speed. If you end the move within reach of at least one enemy, you can make a melee strike. Uh, you can use sudden charge while burrowing, climbing, flying, or swimming instead of striding if you have that movement type. So, no bonus, just... Well, what, is, what do the charge rules say? Or is that not technically a charge? There is no such thing as a charge in the game anymore. Okay. Like, the sudden charge action has replaced that rule. Okay. Uh, then I got a 13 to hit. 13 hits? All right. 12 damage. Wow. Nicely done. Thank you. I'm impressed, lad. I dislocate my jaw and just take the biggest fucking bite. <laughs> Talk about a shit-eating grin right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Elspur, you're up. Elspur kind of looking at his rapier. Not sure what this is going to do, but can he try to get around this uh, gelatinous blob, or is it... Yeah, this is the room we're oh, in. Okay. The blob is sitting in the middle. Got it. And so- these guys are like right up in front of it so <laughs> so elsper tries to kind of make his way around uh, taking the long path is there anything with flanking when an enemy is flanked it is considered flat-footed which in pathfinder second edition is a straight minus two to ac okay. you're not you don't have to worry about calculating dexterity or anything like that your your flat-footed is just strictly a minus two to ac okay got it and i'm flanking uh, with actually yeah probably him <laughs> I'm glad we uh, really uh, 
really the, specified the, the who you're go- flanking. The goblin. What's, what's the goblin? Major Biff Biff. Major Biff. He's the one you should remember. Yep. That's a ridiculous name. <laughs> I'm flanking with Major Biff Biff. And it is flat footed. Ooh. Ooh. That's an 18 on the die. Hush, 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 that hush. is a 22 to hit. That's going to do it. Is that a critical hit? Technically, it would be. But oozes are immune to critical hits. Oh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. In Pathfinder 2nd Edition, you critically succeed at either a skill check, an ability check, an attack roll, whatever, by exceeding the DC by 10 or more. Yes. Um, for skill checks and like perception and, and those types and reflex saves, or just saves in general, yes, you critically succeed by beating the, the check by 10 or more. On an attack roll, you critically succeed by either rolling a 20 or beating it by 10 or more. Got it. Got it. So the Pathfinder 2nd Edition has the, there are four degrees of success. There's critically succeed at the tippy top, succeed, fail, and critically fail, which right. is the opposite of critically succeed. If you fail by 10 or more, it's a critical fail. You should stop playing. And based on what the action is that you succeeded or failed at, critically succeeding might not have any additional benefit. Like, if you critically succeed at your saving throw versus a spell, that specific spell could have an extra thing that happens, or it might not. Not always something to it, but that's the way it goes. Right. So, you hit, do your damage. So, do 1d6 plus 3, so that's 6, 9 damage, and then plus another d6 for flat-footed. I'll stop you right there. Because the ooze is immune to critical hits, it is also immune to precision damage, you, which is what a sneak attack is. You suck. Got it. You have one more action. Oh, I'm going to go for it again. Uh, now, is your rapier an agile weapon? Yeah, I would imagine it's a, it would be. A, if you're asking if it's dex, yes. Agile weapons. Now, Nick's character, Mr. Kegbuckle, needed to take a, minus, a cumulative minus five penalty each successive swing he took. Agile weapons, it's only a cumulative minus four penalty. Correct. And the rapier is not an agile weapon. It is a finesse weapon, but not an agile weapon. How about that? So you're at a minus five for the next attack. Got it. Oh, another 18. Minus five, who cares? Minus five plus four. That's 17. (laughs) And you know what? If this thing could be critical, that could have been a critical hit. But since it's not, just roll your damage like normal. Uh, five damage. Hold on, a 17 would have been a critical hit? Yeah, it's an ooze. Wow. That's something that I think a lot of people aren't fans of with gaming in general, is being able to like meta your way to knowing exactly what the enemy's AC is. So like critical success, success, etc., etc., that's just an extra step of knowledge for the players to be like, oh, a critical success, and it was a 17, so his AC is, like, at most a 7. Right. Like, it was just a thought that I had and wanted oh, to yeah. voice. No, like, that, that is definitely something. But What if we told you about sharing your thoughts? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but Maybe because... Pathfinder 2nd Edition wasn't the worst game ever. <laughs> but I figured because this is, like, the playtest, we're being a little loose with it, we're just learning... I figured I would share, and I feel like it's pretty common knowledge among most players that oozes are super easy to hit, but just have a ton of health. Yeah. Speaking of oozes, it's the oozes' turn. It is going to simultaneously lash out in three directions. What the, what the fuck? hell? That's so cool. 
<laughs> in actuality, it's just going to hit like one at a time with the oh. cumulative opponents. I thought that was a special ability that I had, which would have made sense as a blob. Yeah. No, that just sounds cool. just Matt being adept at narrative. <laughs> I will start with Major Biff Biff, since he literally bit the thing already. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Yeah, it hits. You take three bludgeoning and one acid. Uh, keg buckle. A seven's not going to do it. Huzzah! <laughs> and Elspur. That's an 11 to hit. Miss. So only Major Biff takes some damage that time. And now we are back to Senor Kegbuckle. Ah, boys, pay attention. I call this my <laughs> power attack. Did you do the least amount of damage last turn? And I had the most attacks. Listen, you were impressive. That's undeniable. <laughs> but watch me. Okay. I'm watching. <laughs> Is power attack still the same penalty in 2.0? Power attack. It costs two actions to use. Uh, and you deal an extra damage die with, the, with a successful attack. See, boys? Watch the might of my natural 20. Nice. So you're rolling, so you got four on the D8, and then you roll another D8, and then you just add your strength once? Yep. Seven, eleven. Eleven damage. That's cute. Ugh. Also, a quick side note, with that change to power attack, that reminded me that magic weapons in the playtest, instead of getting like a plus one or plus two bonus, magic weapons instead add extra dice to the damage that you're rolling. So, like, a plus one magic weapon is where you're adding an extra dice of damage. So like, now I need to buy more dice to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Fucking fantastic. I'm just kidding. I'm really excited about playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. <laughs> if you... A, a cursory glance on the Paizo forums might suggest that a lot of people are not excited about it because... You being one of them. Because <laughs> people are specifically afraid of change. <laughs> yeah, no... Uh, like many franchises, Pathfinder. I wonder how you feel. Pathfinder's fans are very jaded and afraid of change, but I mean that that goes back to the reason Pathfinder exists. Yeah, Pathfinder is only a thing because people didn't want to change from version three point five. That's really true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's a combination of that and fourth edition was just so poorly received. Exactly. Not just because people were afraid of change, but because it was just because it was a just poor, bad. <laughs> yeah, it was a poorly researched, unplay tested game. Uh, that had its pros and cons, but yeah. more cons than pros. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's all cool stuff. Yes. So you power attack, you swing your axe through. Also, uh, with your with your war axe, I believe it has. Uh, does it have a versatile property on it? He's got nope. traits. Okay, I'll sweep um, the floor with this fool. <laughs> sweep is is an ability that most axes come with right, in like in the playtest. It's like yeah, like it's this. it's similar to cleave. On your second attack, if you're hitting an enemy that was not the target of your first attack, you only take the minus four penalty instead of the normal minus five. But the Dwarven War Axe also has a versatile component to it, so you can opt to swing it with two hands instead of one and do a d12 of damage instead of the normal d8. Matt, you're telling me this now? So this whole time I still been acting like I got a shield in the other hand, swinging my axe and sticking my bare hand up? <laughs> God damn it. Well, you have another attack to make. Maybe I am getting a little too old for this. I'm like <laughs> senile and can't remember what I'm holding. Oh, before you make that other attack, though, you, you swing your axe through and this blob just dematerializes and just collapses down the drain in the middle of the room. Make the second attack. Yeah, that's what I thought. Better not come back. Major Biff Biff uh, uh, revels in the uh, in the decaying ooze, 
just like kicking trash everywhere. Woohoo! I suddenly noticed that I don't have a shield in my hand. <laughs> hey, Biff Biff, did you see where my shield went? Somehow I lost it. It was just in my hand. So weird. I started looking around for my shield. What does it look like? You know, like my shield. My steel shield. Did you leave it back in the lab? No. <gasps> I have this terrible realization I've never had it with me since we left. <laughs> I keep it to myself. <laughs> yes, uh, onward, boys. Don't we need to look for your shield? What shield? The shield that you said that you couldn't find. No, there was never a I shield. I said you might have left it back in the lab. Nope. No, no, no shield. You I think he left it back in the lab. Damn it. Elspur starts, uh, is like, you know, walking 20 feet ahead, just seeing what's around the next corner. Yeah, perfect. You go first. Send send the rogue who's lighting up like a beacon <laughs> to go scout ahead. No one will ever see him. So you go down this kind of windy hallway, and it opens up into this big, long room. Uh, the walls are scorched dark, and the thick layers of soot... Crusting to the ceiling above attest to a tremendous fire that must have raged through this room in the past. Those four things on the floor that make it look like bread mm-hmm. are actually like burnt like wooden pillars that used to be across the center of the room, but the you would assume that the fire that raged and just caked this whole room in soot also burned those cinders almost to the ground. So be careful, everybody. Could be enemies in here that have a proclivity for fire. When you enter the room, you take a look to the right, to the north end of the room, and you see uh, four goblins standing there, like, attempting to make what you think would be a statue, but they're just kind of using, like, junk and, like, random spare parts, and it keeps collapsing under its own weight. Do they see us? Fucking goblin filth. No no offense. No, I... But that goblin filth. They don't seem to see you at first. But once Elsper enters the room, there is suddenly light where there was only darkness. God damn it. And they turn, they turn around. Especially Tom. <laughs> now you're getting it. They turn around, and you just see them snarl, Intruders! And they charge. Roll for initiative. Yay! Keg buckle. 14. Biff Biff. 9. And Elsper. 16. All right, so the goblins are going first. The, we'll say the D8 is going to charge up to Kegbuckle. All right, so he runs up to you and uh, takes a slash at you with his dog slicer. Does a 20 hit your flat footed AC? What is a dog slicer? It's basically a really shitty sword made by goblins. Yeah. Yes. Go- goblins are especially afraid of horses and dogs. Mm-hmm. So you take... Two slashing damage. Ha! A mere neck. And the D10 is going to run up to Elspur. And also take a swing with his dog slicer. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. Yup. You take one slashing damage. And the other two are going to pull out short bows. And one is going to shoot at Elspur and the other is going to shoot at... Uh, Keg- How could you forget Kegbuckle? <laughs> it's a family name. It's a noble name. <laughs> and they're going to fire two shots each. Is a 20 hit elsewhere? Aren't they firing into combat here? I feel like there's a level of firing into combat. Is that still a thing? I don't think it is. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that, that Take your damage like a man. Take another one piercing damage. Just be glad 
Matt's not rolling my d6. Yeah. And he shoots again, but aims high and misses. Uh, the other one is shooting at Kegbuckle. What a mistake. Does a, an 18 hit you? For me. You take two piercing damage. And he fires again, but misses. Alright, Elspur, you're up. Rapier to the one in front of me. Oh, I like that. It's going to be a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Five damage. Okay. It's still standing. You can attack attack again. Oh, yeah. Gonna attack again. Ten to hit. Ten does not do it. One more. Ten to hit. Does not do it. Still doesn't do it. Senor Kegbuckle, you're up. Watch here, boy. This is how it's done. I got a power attack. Make sure to use two hands this time. Oh, yes. Yes. Plus four is 23 to hit. 23 hits. Does it crit? What did you add to the dice roll? I added four to the dice roll. You should be adding six. Right, but I power attack. So that's Power attack it doesn't have a penalty to hit. 25. 25 is a critical hit. Ooh, yes. So what what do you do on a critical hit? I kill it. <laughs> I mean, yes. I see 11 <laughs> on your D12 there. It's starting out real. And, and the fact that he power attacked means he gets to roll the D12 again. Mid-swing, <laughs> I'm going to actually stop and turn to the elf and go, Are you watching? And continue through. Okay, when you critical hit, it, it's just double damage. So you, you would roll double the usual number of damage dice for your weapon or attack. So it would be three D12s. One for the regular, one for the crit, and one for the power attack. That um, sounds right to me. Yeah. That's, yeah. 3d12 plus double your strength. So 3d12 plus 8. I rolled an 11, so we're at 19. And 28. 33 damage. How many pieces of goblin are there? <laughs> Just two. That goblin explodes. Two even halves. <laughs> that goblin explodes. You want to finish, you want to finish off Elspers? Yeah, I want to use the sweeping trait. So okay. what does that do exactly? So now I take a minus four penalty? Yep. Instead of a minus five, you're only taking minus four on the second attack. Okay. So you're still adding two to your d20 roll. I've got more for you too, goblin filth. So an 18. Uh, that hits. And just one damage dice? Yep. yep. Seven damage. And that finishes it off. Ah, save man. You could save your life learning from me. Starts to take notes. <laughs> All right, so that is all three of your actions, and that brings us to Major Biff Biff. I enter a rage. Eat the goblins! And I activate Sudden Charge. <clears throat> okay, give me an attack roll. I haven't seen kahunas on a lad like this in many a year. That's a natural one. <laughs> Thanks for opening your big mouth for a total of four. So you run up to the goblin and go for a mighty bite, and it just kind of looks at you funny and steps back. <laughs> like That's what I thought. What are you doing? Hit them, not us. <laughs> this proceeds for five minutes. <laughs> so should, I, should we just wait? I'll 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 mute Major Bitha for now. He's still doing it. Okay. Rest assured. So now it is the Goblin's turn. D twenty is going to uh, take a. I believe it's a guarded step. Nope, he's just going to take a step. Instead of a five-foot step, 
in the second edition, it is now just called a step. It's still an action. It still costs one action, but it's the same thing as a five foot step. You can step, you can move five feet without provoking any of the reactions that normally go along with it. So the D twenty is going to step to the side of Major Biff Biff. He's going to use an interact action to pull out his dog slicer. Does that provoke? Do you have the attack of opportunity reaction? No. <laughs> then it does not. And he swings with his dog slicer. Does a 10 hit you? No. Okay. Uh, now the D12 steps up and does the same thing. He uses the interact to pull out his dog slicer and he attacks. Does a 17 hit you? Yes. You take Five slashing damage. Okay. And it is Elsper's turn. Elsper will run up to the D20 goblin. And, uh, he made his choice. What? what? You could have run around the pillar and flanked it. Oh. Made your choice. Got it. <laughs> anyway, still going to attack. Ten still doesn't hit. No, ten does not hit. You. That's You're done. You moved. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Keg buckle. I'm going to move up. As I pass the elf, I tap him on his head and say, pay attention. <laughs> I see you're in a flanking position. Yes. <laughs> While I may be old and wise, I'm never too old to learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> right. And I will power attack this fucker. Eleven. What? What do I get for flanking? Two. So no. he, he, he is at a minus two for flanking. But an 11 still does not do it. All right, Major Biff Biff. He goes for a bite on the uh, the D20 goblin. That's a six versus his uh, flat-footed AC. Yeah, that doesn't do it. All right. He'll then switch to his vicious claws to deal damage. These are agile claws. Seven to hit. Then now, is the second claw at another minus four? Yes. Or so you're at a total of minus eight now. Are you sure? Yes. It's still your third attack. It is, but okay. Six to hit. Does not hit. Remember, lads, it's not about quality of attacks. It's about quantity. That's what I'm going for. I see that. Don't uh, become discouraged. It is the goblin's turns again. Uh, the D20 Goblin's going to turn around and take a swing at Kegbuckle with his dog slicer. What a mistake. And he misses. And the D12 is going to keep attacking Major Biff Biff. An even bigger mistake. Uh, 14 to hit. Have faith, young one. That matches. Ty so goes he, to the defender. So he hits. <laughs> Ty still doesn't go to the defender. That has not changed from first edition. Uh, I Excuse me. Was the whole point of 2.0 not to improve? That should have been the first thing they changed. I love the look that Nick gave Matt <laughs> when Matt said Ty still doesn't go to the defender. Like, Nick was looking at me. Matt's at the other side of the table. And Nick just whipped his head back to Matt with this look on his face like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, so Major hear Biff me Biff. and hear me loud, Paizo. It's always should have gone to the defender. <laughs> All right, so Major Biff Biff Fuck takes another point. six points of slashing damage. Ooh. I'm on Axel's side. Don't buy this fucking 2.0. It's always <laughs> your money. They can't even figure fix the biggest issue they had, so why bother? Major Biff Biff ain't feeling too hot. I can imagine. But it's Elspur's turn. 
slightly better. I forgot, every time I enter a rage, I gain three temporary hit points. Okay. So, so three, that's two hits that you've... Absorbed. Yeah. Three damage from, from the, one from ooze, the ooze and, and one then from, from the this. goblin. Yeah. So. He's going to attack with his rapier. Thirteen to attack. So, thirteen does not hit. Going again. Ooh, much bigger number. Uh, Sixteen to hit. Seventeen minus so, five penalty. Yes. yes. Sixteen hits. Eight damage. And you take out D20 Goblin. Well done. I feel like I've trained with this my entire life, which has apparently been ten minutes. It shows how you use such sticky force. Where are you going? The Goblin's the other way. Now he's going for the, the flank. All right. Keg Buckle, you're up. I will take a... Beat Tom to the flanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Actually, yeah, that's do. what I'll do. Flip me around. Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> you only have 20 feet of movement speed, oh, I you're think, right. though. Um, no, I'm good. I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kill this guy. We'll do a little power attacking action. Two hands. Still don't have my shield. I don't know where I put that. 19 to hit. 19 hits. 13 damage. 13 damage. You cut down that freaking goblin. See? What did I tell you? Kill him before he could be flanked. I say it all the time. So, you have eliminated the goblin threat in this room. I never doubted this for a second. Mostly because I was here. Should we check out the bodies? Yes. How thoughtful of you. Each goblin has a dog slicer and a short bow. And okay. that is it. Alright. I go down the, uh, the hallway there to the right. What do my peepers peep? You walk down the short hallway... And it opens up into this large rectangular room. Uh, when you look in, you look to your left, to the north side of the room. And you look and you see a an enormous carving of a female face. There are streams of water like rolling down her cheeks to look like tears. And it flows into that reservoir at the bottom, which then has a small canal that runs to a pool at the south side of the room. The water looks putrid and fetid and disgusting. Uh, I'm going to roll stealth into this room. Okay. After coming back to my senses, after my rage ends, I'm going to turn to uh, Elspur and say, why don't you stay in the back from now on? Because no offense, you, you kind suck. of stand out. I then got a six on my stealth roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll stealth in as well. If I can. Give it a shot. You can't be really stealthy with a big old light bulb well, on you. Well, maybe there's somebody in there that's blind. Fourteen. You're looking around this room, and nothing's really jumping out at you. We'll see about that. I roll perception. Thirteen. Nothing's really jumping out at you. Oh. Well, then let's move on. I well, you, there's, yep, you see an exit to the south, and an exit across the room leading farther to the east. Mr. Kegbuckle, should we go south or east? East, I think. All right. We go east. False alarm. Wes actually goes south. There is a, <laughs> nice try. <Yeah. laughs> there is another little branch that, that hops off to the north, which obviously we're going to go there. Yeah. We made our decision. We didn't want to go south. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere but south is actually what we settled on. Yeah. Okay. And I'm stealthing again, by the way. Okay. I got a nine this time. <laughs> Woo! Stealthing too. My stealth is actually pretty good. But then my fucking hide armor just completely Seven. nullifies it. I awesome. am not going to try and stealth, and I bet you I'm stealthier than both of them. <laughs> Shut up. Kegbuckle and Elsper, give me perception checks before you leave the room with the fountain. Seven. Okay. Neither of you notice this, but when you... Well, until it's too late. When you open this door to head east, I'm assuming like Kegbuckle just runs up, walks up, 
pulls the door open, and you just hear like clang clang clang. You look up, and there's like a bunch of just random pieces of like armor and metal just hung from the ceiling that just reach down to the top of the door. You get the feeling it's just there to make a lot of noise when someone opens the door, like a very crude alarm. You ready, boys? I think we set off the alarm. They know we're coming. You're heading north into this room? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. With my nine stealth, don't forget. Yes. All right, as you are walking into the room, I need everyone to give me a perception check. Another one? Yep. 16. 12. 9. So none of you see this going in, no. which is fun for me. <laughs> Nothing bad's going <laughs> to happen in here. I enter with a spring in my step. The three of you enter the room. As you're walking in, you look and you see a goblin standing right about there, and you see a rope leading from the wall up to the ceiling. Is there like a fucking anvil up there or something that he's about to crush us with? <laughs> kind of. Oh my God. Like when you enter the room, he just like pulls out his, I assume, dog slicer. He pulls out his horse chopper. His Acme oh. horse chopper. Damn. <laughs> and just. Don't you dare! And he slices the rope. Uh, you look up just in time to see a bunch of large rocks falling on top of you. So I need reflex saves from everybody. Eight. Nine. Nine. Oh, wait. Ten. God. We just stand there like fools. I hold up a little sign that says dope. <laughs> I, I extend my tiny little umbrella and put it over <laughs> my head. Wily Coyote style. Alright, so all three of you take six bludgeoning damage as a bunch of large rocks fall on you from above. I only have one health left. Oh my god. I got four left. (laughs) I got six left. Holy crap. This is why it would have been nice to have Joe here. He was a cleric. (laughs) Yeah, the healer. Fuck Joe. Yeah, fuck Joe. Alright, now uh, roll for initiative. Alright, this is gonna go with all of us. Her going first and just picking us off one at a time. Yeah, I think so. I got a decent one. Now, am I using my stealth since I stealth into the room? You and Elsper were both stealthing, so that's going to be your initiative. Curses. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Kegbuckle, what'd you roll for initiative? 21. So, uh, the the goblin who cut the rope technically acted first in combat, and that was his turn, was dropping rocks on you guys. Oh, well. All right. Next up is uh, Senor Kegbuckle. Third Kegbuckle is going to be dropping some axes next. Power are attacking. You, are you two running hands. up to him? I'm moving up to him first. Now Matt's adding additional dice to the room. I say no. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're running up to the goblin that dropped rocks on you? Yep. Does a 15 hit? It does. Yeah, it does. You rat bastard. Drop rocks on my head. My head's already filled with rocks. 16 oh. damage. Oh, jeez. You walk up and cut that goblin down. Oh. Perfect. I'm going to take his head clean off, and as it hits the ground, I'm going to soccer kick it right over at one of the other goblins. <laughs> there's more for you! Biff Biff, you're up next. Are there's, there's two other there's goblins? two in other room? goblins in the room. Alright, I enter, I enter a rage. Eat the goblins! <laughs> hey, goblins! Have you met Which Biff one? Biff? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that one. Seven. Seven doesn't do it. Really? <laughs> Are you sure? Can you double check? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Elspur, you're up next. Alright, I'm gonna go up to this guy too. And I'm gonna use my rapier. Natural Ooh. 20. Nice, that's a there critical you success. So you get to roll the damage dice twice and add double your 
Dex damage. Dex two damage. And is it flat-footed? It is, because it has not acted yet. There you go. Uh, 19 damage. Yowza! Yes, way to sticky in the sticky end! <laughs> that goblin falls down. I feel like you're just playing mass shield whenever, you play, whenever you're playing your dwarves. <laughs> Alright, so that goblin is going to... The last one is going to stand he's up. turn and run, bitch! Yeah, he's, he's going to stand up, and he's going so to... Uh, he's going to throw a tangle foot, which is a cantrip. It's a spell. And he's going to shoot it at Kegbuckle. Does a 20 beat your touch AC? I'll yes. venture a guess, yes. <laughs> yes. So, if I remember correctly, Tanglefoot gives you the encumbered 10 condition, which lowers your land speed by 10 feet. So, the target is entangled. It can attempt an, you can attempt an acrobatics or athletics check against your spell DC to remove the condition. What does entangled mean? Entangled. You're hampered 10, which means you reduce your movement speed by 10 feet. Um, if you attempt a manipulate action uh, while entangled, you have to do a DC 5 flat check, which is a new thing in, in Pathfinder 2. A flat check is just a D20 with absolutely no modifiers. Uh, yeah, so if you try to do a manipulate action, it's a DT DC 5 flat check or it fails. You can attempt the check after using it, but before any effects are applied. Okay. So he, he basically just launches this sticky goop at your feet, and you find it hard to move. And it's your turn. Uh, I can acrobatics or athletics. Or athletics. Or you can athletics just, it is. You can just move and subtract 10 from his speed, right? Yeah. Well, if I'm... But then, do I... How long does that last for? Oh, I think it's just... It's there until you get rid of it. Sorry. No, it lasts for one round. What the fuck am I talking about? Because... If you heighten it, it lasts for two rounds. If you heighten it again, it lasts for a minute. So I'm assuming the base is one round. Stands to reason. At the very most. Yeah. <laughs> it take me, what, all three actions to move there at ten? It'll take you two actions. Two? Yeah, two actions. Do that, and I'll, uh, I'll smack this guy. That's going to be uh, 21 to hit. That hits. For 13 damage. Oof. You give him a mighty cleave, but he's still standing. Pow! Major Biff Biff. I'm gonna do a quick charge and steal that flank position. <laughs> Finish him, boy! Right into a bite. That's a uh, nine to hit his flat-footed. That does not do it. Okay, that's okay. So we got the claw! Eighteen to hit. That one does hit. For four damage. And you drop the goblin. Yes! Way Sucks. to finish him! What's in the room? Are there any idols in this room? There are no idols in this room. But, on a quick search of the goblin that was, that cut the rope on you, you do find a minor potion of healing. So, we could either give it to the person who's on their last leg, or we could give it to the person who's useful in the... Give <laughs> to the person who's... Really what you're saying. ...in the best spot and could therefore last even longer... But I guess someone at one hit point is going to deal the same I amount would, of damage. I always think it's it's stronger to have numbers. So I would give it to whoever has the lowest hit points. Yeah. All right. There you go, elsewhere. You need it. You look terrible. <laughs> and your health is bad. Uh, well, Pretty much. We got the potion, I guess. After <laughs> We're taking damage. Yeah, after having a bunch of rocks fall on us. So uh, how does this potion work? How much health does he heal? 
Yeah, you you okay? Minor healing potion. You restore one d eight hit points for a minor one. Make it count. All right. Okay. Six. Six. Could have been a lot worse. I like that they added more like levels to healing potions now. Yeah. So there's the minor potion which heals one d eight. Um. Then it goes up to lesser, moderate, greater, major, and true. A true healing potion restores nine d eight plus thirty hit points. Cool. Also costs twelve hundred gold. So seller's market. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. All right. I guess we have no choice but to go south at this point. Fuck. So that's what we do. Yep. I stealth. Do I, you? I got a three. Anyway, you guys um, walk down the hallway. You enter one more large room. This is a room that was at one time a like a shrine to some sort of goddess that you are unsure of i remember this we have to push the arms down <laughs> we just need to grab it then we'll all disappear and go back to safety it's a poor key uh, <laughs> you enter the room and you look to the south and you see up on a raised dais there is an altar on that altar there is a goblin laying down and you see another large not large but like medium-sized creature kind of like stooped over it when it hears Kegbuckle enter the room, you see it lift its head up, and it's got like this weird, like three forked tongue sticking out that seemed to have been like latched onto the the obviously dead goblin that was laying on the altar. This thing looks at you, and it looks like it looks like what you would assume a hobgoblin looks like, but just all sorts of grotesque and evil and just disgusting. And it snarls at you, draws a large sword, and let's roll for initiative. I got a three on my stealth. I got a twenty on my stealth. Kegbuckle? A natural twenty. Uh Biff if you had a three? Yes. And Elsper you had a twenty. Twenty on my stealth. Alright. Uh Elsper and Kegbuckle. Do a uh just a flat D twenty roll and see who comes out on top. Sixteen. Alright, so Elsper goes first. Speaking of, Elsper, you're up. I mean, is it a place that I can go get him? You could take two move ac- two strides, two stride actions to get to him and make one attack. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll move up onto its, uh, I'll move on to its, like, backside or that side. Ooh. Yeah. Alright, roll for one attack. There you go. 23 to hit. a boy. 23 hits. And it is flat-footed. Am I correct? It is. Oh, oh. oh six. Oh, is a 23 a crit versus his flat-footed AC? Eight. It is not. 11 damage. Okay. That was a hefty strike. Uh, next up is Kegbuckle. Boy, that looks like fun. I'll do the same. I will move up using two actions. And I will pop this fool. How about uh, 11 plus 2, 13? 13 does not do it. 2.0 sucks. <laughs> <laughs> do not invest. I fully converted to your side. I see how <laughs> awful this is. <laughs> All right. The hobgoblin dodges out of the way of the giant axe being swung at him and turns to Elspur to strike back at the only thing that actually hit him. Jeez, Matt. Rub it in. 
That is a 20. That is a critical hit. Oh, I chose him. God. I think we gave him the potion. Not that it's going to matter. Dead. I know. That's what, That's why I was like, maybe we should give someone else the potion. All right. I'm a dead elf. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, you take Elspert. 14, yes, 14 you points of slashing damage. Oh, my God. Elspert did dead friendly elf. All right. Well, hey, now we get to do this. You have the dying condition. He did 12. He did 14 damage. 14 damage. But it doesn't, you're not going, you don't go negative in this. They they altered it. Oh, okay. So, dying condition. Morals. Alright, when you are reduced to zero hit points or lower, you get knocked out. When this happens, you're subject I'm to the following effect. You fall unconscious. You immediately move your initiative to directly before the creature or effect that reduced you to zero. So your initiative drops to there. Um, if the attack was lethal, which it was, you gain the dying one condition. If you already had the dying condition, instead increase your dying condition by one. If the attack was a critical hit, you gain the dying two condition. So you're a dying two, because he did crit you. When you reach dying four or greater, you die. While you're unconscious, at the start of each of your turn, you have to do a special fortitude save to regain consciousness. So the DC is the damage that was dealt... So 14 plus your dying condition, which is 2. So it's a DC 16 fortitude save. Yeah, if you fail the save, I think you go to the next dying condition. Yeah, I think it drops by 2 if you critically fail. So you're at 0 hit points. If you succeed on that fortitude save, you're going to be brought back up to 1 hit point. But you still have the dying 2 condition. So which then has to be re- like further reduced from there. So am I in the negatives right now, or am I? Or am I on You're at zero. Okay. What does um, having one hit point do for you when you still have the dying condition? Let's see. At the end of your turn, while you have at least one hit point and are conscious, you reduce your dying value by one. As with other conditions, when the dying value reaches zero, the condition ends. So, like, is he considered unconscious right now? He is unconscious and dying. So if he fails the save, he's going to drop to dying three. Yeah. If he fails it again, he drops to dying four and is dead. But if he succeeds, he and he drop he Stay goes up to one hit point and will drop to dying one, and he will have to stay alive again for another turn to eliminate the dying condition. Got it. I feel like it's easier to die in this. It, I've, yeah, it is. So uh, that thing just sliced you up with like its it is, first it? action. I think it is and it isn't. Now it turns to Kegbuckle and slashes again. Bullshit. Finish the job it started. <laughs> uh, an 11 probably doesn't hit you. Nope. He's messing with a real champion now. Um, and a 15. Nope. Ooh. I'm a mighty dwarf. All right. That brings us to Major Biff Biff. Do I see an idol anywhere in this room? You're not here for an idol. I thought we were here to like snatch an idol and you're here to snatch a jewel. Remember, the the guy gave gave Tom a jewel and said to swap it with the one that this guy stole. Got it. Okay, so it's likely on this hobgoblin. All right, can I like jump up on that table or something, or is there some way I can like you have rabies? Go for it. Yeah. Um. Give me an acrobatics check. Um. Actually, that's going to be a leap action. So let me just find that quick. Uh. They actually removed a lot of the leap checks. For minor stuff like this. It's like it'd be an athletics. A leap action. You take a careful but short jump. You can leap up to 10 feet horizontally if your speed is at least 15 feet. 
or up to 15 foot horizontally if your speed is at least 30. I'm trying to go vertical, though. I know. Uh, if you make a vertical leap, you can move up to 3 feet vertically and 5 feet horizontally onto an elevated surface. If you jump more than that, that's when it requires the acrobatics check. Okay. Or it's the athletic skill. It's athletics now. Okay. So is that within the parameters to get on the table? Yes. So like okay. you could take a move action to get up here, a move action to hop up, and then take your third action to attack. But the, the quick charge is specifically to stride actions, right? So I can't get on that table as part of a quick charge? Right. Okay. Yeah, you can't do your sudden charge for that. Damn it, Tom. You can this? just stand on top of him. Do I have any other outlet to get to him, or do I have to be standing on that table? Um, right now it looks like you're going to have to be standing on that table. Just stand on top of Tom. All right. Stand on top. He's dead anyways. Stand on top of the table. I, uh, <laughs> I thought you was going <laughs> to say that too. Like, what? I will not enter a rage yet. Okay. No, so right now you don't have a weapon, right? Right. All right. Uh, Kegbuckle, you're up. Ah, yes. Feels like time to power attack. That's going to be a 17 to hit. 17 does not hit. Oh, Motherfucker. My God. Am I still flaking? Nope. Damn it, Tom. I guess I'll take my next one. Nope. Didn't hit. All right. All right. Now it is Tom's turn. Elspur. Die. So give me a fortitude save. <laughs> DC 16. Well, five. That's a critical fail. That is a critical fail. You jumped right to Die. dying four yeah. and you're dead. You are <laughs> dead. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I hope I did good. We gotta make sure to tell Dad when we get home to send better help next time. Pretty sure you died last time. He doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Nobody it, dies on their first run. It is the Hobgoblin's turn. He's going to start with a strike at Kegbuckle. That's a 29 to hit. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a critical hit. Ooh. Uh, yes. Oh. You take 14 damage. Are you dying? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have so, four damage left to take. So, I, I'm, I'm so you're a dying dead two. One. You're a dying, dying two because it was a critical yeah. hit. Of course it was. So he drops you and then brings the sword back in a backhand slash against Major Biff Biff. I'd like to see him try. Avenge me, Biff Biff! It's a 19 to hit. Oh that my hit. god, hits. this thing's brutal. For five damage. So not only does 2.0 suck and you should not buy it, but fucking Matt's the worst DM of all time. I love you too, Nick. He has a kill ratio of 75%. How much damage was that? Five damage. He's still up. And he's going to take one more swing at Major Biff Biff. And a seven's not going to do it. No. All right, Major Biff Biff. All right. <laughs> Comes down to Major I've got Biff one Biff. hit point. No, I don't. <laughs> I have four hit points because I rage. Yeah, Eat the Hobgoblin. I go for a bite. Do I have the high ground? Because I'm on the table. Give him everything. It does. I don't think high ground is a thing in, in 2E, but I'll tell you what. I'll give you the flat footer on him, because you're above him. Everything's <laughs> two-dimensional. Hey. Hey. Ooh. Hey. Uh, 17 versus flat footed. That hits. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so he takes 10 damage from the bite. Uh, that's an 8 versus his flat footed. That doesn't do it. <laughs> Come on. Ooh. That's a nine versus a spot. Oh, no. That also doesn't do it. So, Kegbuckle, give me a fortitude save. Oh, no. Looks like uh, an eight bob. 
8, he did 14, dying 2. So it's a failure, but not a critical failure. You're at dying 3. I'm still in it. Seems like this guy might just want to finish off Kegbuckle to make a statement. I would think the same thing, <laughs> but you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> so, now it is... I don't even know what I could do to get his attention. Can I fart? <laughs> Can I defecate on myself? Just to evacuate your bowels. Yeah. It's just, ah, gross. Here, just take the jewel. Yeah, he actually is. He's seeing Kegbuckle kind of whimper on the ground next to him, but he's just going to, like, poke him with the sword. Natural one. Natural one. Uh, that's a 28. Nope. It's another crit. So I get a plus 20 for laying on the ground. So yeah, keg buckle's <laughs> dead. Us dwarves are brilliant rollers. Yes. Uh, that's a 21 to hit Major Biff Biff. Yeah, that hits. He does four damage. He did what? minimum damage. Just that's four. Zero, exactly. Oh. Ty goes to the defend? No, it never fucking did. Yeah, I and, and I don't think that ever has yeah, anything to do with hit points. Is yeah. It, wait, I thought in Pathfinder, like, if it was an exact zero. Actually, in the first edition yeah. of Pathfinder. Oh, the, no! Um, they I'm, changed it! I'm sorry, Matt. You mean the better edition of Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so and he's got a third about. attack. He's gonna take it out on me. He's just gonna Biff. BM him. Uh, that's a seven. Actually, I think that misses. Even prone and unconscious in the ground, that misses. I may be prone. But I'm not out of this fight yet. All right, give me a fortitude save, Major Biff Biff. All right, it's a DC six or DC five. Oh, okay. Fortitude save. I literally can't fail because I am an <laughs> expert with fortitude saves. So that's a fifteen. All right, you are at one HP. You're back. You're am back. I? Am I up? You are. You are awake yep. and at one health. Yup. Here we go. Yep. Eat the hobgoblin. That's a 14 versus his flat-footed. Doesn't hit. Claw the Hobgoblin. Are you in rate? Wait. That's 15 versus his flat-footed. Doesn't do it. Oh, oh no. This guy's asshole. It's one versus his flat-footed. Yeah, no. So you ended your turn conscious. So yes. your dying condition gets reduced by one, so it is now at zero. Ha. You so you're just back to having one HP. You yeah. can do this all day long. Just keep you are no longer dying. Save. You're just at one health. Hell yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it all comes down to the fortitude save. So he goes. Also, he has three attacks on me now. So uh, it was a fucking miracle that he missed on the third one last time. Uh, 25 to hit. Yep. Is that a critical? I love how he asks it like he doesn't know yep. the answer. It is a crit? Yep. Only because I'm raging. Oh. You take 18 damage. Dead condition two and dying two. This this is actually not all part of my plan because I have this special ability that allows me to make a thievery check on any creature that crits me while I'm dying. (laughs) It's very niche (laughs) ability that I just made up. (laughs) It's called Fuck You, Matt. (laughs) Fuck Pathfinder Two. I don't know why they would name it that. Worst game ever. Ties don't go to the defender. Can you believe this shit? All right, so I'm now dying too. And he's got two more attacks. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, That's a 21 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. So that should drop you to dying three. And 11 to hit. Well, what's my AC when I'm dying? That's what I'm It should still be your touch, right? Yeah, you're unconscious. All right, unconscious. You get a minus four conditional penalty to AC. When you gain this condition, you fall prone and drop items you're wielding or holding unless the effect states otherwise. Okay. 
So Fortitude, bitch. Then my AC is 12. Okay, so he missed you with the third attack. Yeah, he did. Give me a fortitude oh save. God. DC eight or DC twenty. Did I mention I'm an expert at fortitude saves? Oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's an eleven. That's an eleven. You fail and drop to dying four. You have died. Alright. Wow. Alright. Don't you clap. That was <laughs> disgraceful. Father's gonna be pissed. As usual, I was left picking up the pieces. As usual, I was number two. (laughs) All right, so you guys wake up back in the lab. You are no longer in your host bodies. You find yourselves back in your floating containment fields. I don't know if I can talk, but I try to, and I say, Father, I'm sorry. The Hobgoblin is just too much for us. I Morse code at the new guy. Fuck you, new guy. Shape up next time. He's blinking. I did the old damage. I did what I could. Yeah, so he he looks at you and goes, I expected better from you. Oh, well, maybe you'll learn from this and do better next time. Uh, Disappointments. I guess I'll have to learn. Uh, You got to give us the missions where, like, the MacGuffin is out in the open for me to take before I get killed. (laughs) That's, that's That's when I shine. You see him just kind of like look sad and disappointed as he turns away as your consciousness fades out. Just like my real dad. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. See ya. Oh yeah. Bye. Adios. I'm, I carry this group every single week. You can't handle one Whoa, day. Hold on. <laughs> Back up here. Like, you carry this group.